Welcome to a very special edition of Comics in Christ. My name is Michael Davis, and it has been um, quite a while since that I have um, done a podcast alone. Uh, all of the view listeners out there to Wrestler Faith Media uh, have know the, the permanent co-host of everything is uh, Big Rick, Rick Davis herself, and the notorious MCD is starting to pop up on every podcast as well, but today we're kind of back on the roots at a very unique time. I have to tell you, I just finished spending two, almost two and a half hours sitting on the side of a major freeway trying to get help to uh, get a fix a flat tire. I I know how to fix a flat tire. I just had one bolt that wasn't giving up the spirit and had to get some professional help with some professional machinery to pop the last bolt and get this tire off my car and put a spare on. And now I'm I'm headed back to the peaceful confines of the fortress of solitude. Um, But a very frustrating situation, uh, and there was something I wanted to podcast about this morning, and even more so now, just trying to be a peaceful person, trying to have delicate conversations until you finally get to the point that you feel like you're banging yourself in the wall, and you find yourself screaming into your phone on the side of a major freeway in San Diego, and it, it just the situation... Uh, accelerated itself to the point that you wonder if you're talking to yourself or you're just in a vicious loop. So all that's important because of just the uh, anger and the frustration that we deal with as everyday human beings. and It's really hard to deal with those things and it's hard to juggle those things and it's, it's just hard. And what I wanted to talk about is uh, yesterday, I, I, I got to go see Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. What a fantastic movie. And the way I wanted to conduct this podcast, and I, I'll still do it that way, and I've got a little bit more to add to it because of my experience this morning, is once upon a time, I used to have these discussions with people, and they would try to disprove Christ because, with the idea that there was no way that there could be an individual so uh, um, uh, so so thinking outside of themselves, so uh, so focused on the betterment of the greater good, that there there couldn't possibly have existed a Christ. I mean, even with the examples of of Gandhi and Martin Luther King. I mean, these are people that lived in these moments of extreme frustration uh, they had to use uh, passive uh, peace, peaceful resistance is the word I'm looking for they had to go through means of peaceful resistance and to to care for some very e- extreme social issues uh, the care of environment of a larger culture the both but you, you, you kind of move into this place where there is this being, this person that existed uh, that's kind of too good to be true. Right? You, you mix in the idea of the miracles and so forth, and we're going to discuss that as well. And the, the, there were many times growing up kind of defending what I believed in 
and some of some of the conversations were there there's no way that there could be possibly a human being that would think so much outwardly about the care of other people uh, that they would live towards the de- detriment, the the death of themselves. Not that it's a detriment, but the death of themselves. And I, the the challenge of if if a person could exist uh, with that much outwardness, and I I got to see that yesterday. It was a pretty cool thing watching a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And you, yeah, we kind of we kind of live this life too, and. and and this is something that even has said in my own mind, talking and thinking through the uh, conversations of the existence of Christ and the existence of one so pure and outwardly that, you know, that it, it, it's, it's kind of hard to fathom. It's hard to fathom someone that could be so outwardly focused and caring on other people, but I, I truly... I, you almost put this idea of hero worship, worship, and you wonder if you, if you, uh, if you stain the reality with the idea of what you, your hero worship, based on the reality that was actually there. So I, I'm going to share through this conversation that there may be some hero worship in this as I begin to explain Fred Rogers, especially through the lenses of Beautiful Day of the Neighborhood. But, you know, everything I've ever read, everything I've ever seen, every quote that I've ever interacted with, you know, the conversations, interviews with people who personally knew Fred Rogers, people who have had personal interactions with Fred Rogers, they, they kind of all paint the same picture of this very extremely outwardly person who cares so much for the greater good of the greater good that they're almost too good to be true. I think the world has been blessed with that in multiple ways in many people, but specifically through Fred Rogers. You know, I was watching watching this movie, and I began to think, it's like people tried to disprove Christ, that there couldn't be a person so outwardly. I think it would be easier to prove Christ than to disprove Fred Rogers. <laughs> um, the Just... The, it's unreal the outwardness of this individual you know there there was this point in the movie a beautiful movie I won't give away too many spoilers but I, I, I do have to talk about the movie just a little bit to to carry this conversation through there's this um, uh, writer that, who works for Esquire magazine and he's, he's challenged with this uh, responsibility to go out and do a 400-word uh, piece on Mr. Rogers for their Heroes issue. And you kind of see him, and the, the writer is not the kind of person that goes out and writes puff piece. He's sort of, he's got a cynical view of the world. He, he questions everything. He's trying to dig to the heart of evil of all things. And you, you watch this guy who writes and this manner, this fashion, these these stories, and then you see him run into the reality of of Fred Rogers, you know, this person who truly is too good to be true, and they they display with him this conversation between the writer and Mr. Rogers' wife, and. 
the conversation he shares with her, he starts the conversation, he goes, you know, what is it like being married to a saint? And his Mr. Rogers' wife responds by saying, you know, I really don't like that phrasing because he's not a saint. He's a human being. And if you paint him in the picture of being a saint, it, it diminishes the hard work that he's done to become the person who he is. And if you put this saintly manner around him, it takes the opportunity away from anyone else of doing the same work to receive the same adults. As soon as you deify someone, they become this image that no one can attain. And Mr. Rogers wanted to be an image that everyone could attain. This person who truly cared and truly reached out to other people, who truly worked hard to care and love other people. And he wanted other people to live in that way. It's sort of the, uh, the cynical nature of this writer. You see it in his um, interview style. And he spends like a good part of the beginning of his relationship interviewing Fred Rogers as a person who is trying to disprove Mr. Rogers. You know, it's sort of like the conversations that I shared with you much earlier in my faith life, individuals who wanted to disprove the possibility of there being someone so outwardly focused like Christ that um, that that person could be real. You know, he begins to ask him all the dark questions. He, he begins to ask him, you know, what's the difference between Fred Rogers and Mr. Rogers? And you know, Mr. Rogers looks really confused with the question. He's, he is who he is. He's, he's that person. He's, he's a person that, that cares no matter what. It's kind of hard to be that person that cares no matter what. As I'm right now, like, personally still dealing with the reality that I'm the guy at 3.30 in the morning screaming over my phone because I can't get the insurance company to understand what's happening. And, you know, we live within our places of human flaws and human setbacks that um, you... Uh, it, it's hard to fathom that there could be such an individual who could have such a strong reality of being calm, being the one that bangs on the piano keys, being the one that goes and swims as fast as they can to burn through the, the frustrations and go out and be to the world the best person that he can be. You know, I'm a pastor. I can't. I can't do that. I can't always show up on Sunday morning and be the best person I can be because I'm full of all these shortcomings. I'm a person full of flaws. We are all people full of flaws. But one of the things that Mr. Rogers said is one of his quotes that I love so much is, "We can't control the things that make us angry. We can't control the things that make us sad." But what we do have the ability of doing is controlling the way that we react to it. And if you really, if you go out and watch this movie, you begin to really see that. You begin to see a person that has developed this 
way of really caring for what he cares for. And he figures out a way to deal with his human emotions while that he goes out and cares for the greater world. You know, Fred Rogers was a Presbyterian minister and his church, his church became the, the, his neighborhood of, of make-believe. It's a very beautiful thing. Very beautiful thing. You know, I, I think very frequently, and I think it's one of the things that I actually love about Jesus Christ, too. Because in some natures, and sometimes I kind of talk about Jesus Christ as a person that had no wasted emotion. And, and when I say that, it's a person that never did anything out of pure frustration or, or anything. Christ had a calculated plan for everything he did. I, I've shared many times, and I may have even done it on the podcast, too, you know, even to the point of Jesus Christ tipping the tables in the temple because the money changers were taking advantage of the people that are just trying to find a way to worship and to give their offerings. But then, you know, I kind of think about it sometimes that Christ, maybe Christ didn't get mad. Maybe Christ kayfabe a little bit so that everyone that he was truly taking care of could see him taking care of them. But then there's moments like this, that there's this other reality. There could be a moment in Christ's life that he got mad. And there could be a moment in Christ's life that he got angry and he took the tables over. I kind of like that humanity of Christ. And they do. you do see the humanity of Christ in so many different ways. You see the humanity of Jesus Christ when he goes to Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, and Lazarus has already died, and you see Christ crying. I, I, I enjoy the reality that Christ loves someone so much that Jesus wept for them. You know, you, you see the moment in Gethsemane that's before the arrest, that, that I see a little bit of worry. I, you, sometimes I say doubt in a mission, but I don't, I don't think Christ doubted the mission. Christ worried about the path sometimes. And you see Christ praying in Gethsemane in the prayer of taking the cup away. And that's a, that's a humanity, reality of Christ. And even Christ lived these things. So I take this reality and I think about Fred Rogers saying, we can't control the things that make us mad, we can't control the things that make us sad. We can only control how we react to them. And then I go all the way back to the questions that I dealt with when I was younger, trying to find my path of faith and the challenging words of people saying there's no way that there could have been somebody so outward and so pure and so real. And then, you know, I got to kind of say, you know what, you're probably right. That's why the deity of Christ becomes so important. You know, there are some things that we cannot achieve on our own. And I think about, the again, the conversation between the journalist and Mr. Rogers' wife, and she says, you know, I don't like that, that phrasing when people call him a saint because he's a human being, and there's real things that he deals with, and there's real issues that he deals with, and... 
everything that he is is through all sorts of hard work and all sorts of effort and he is who he is because of the hard work that he goes through uh, it's a hard work being Christ it's hard work being a pastor I think about in other places it's kind of hard work to be a pastor's kid or a pastor's wife or a, a CEO's wife or kids or CEO's husband and kids or a pastor's husband and kids so please please forgive my gender exclivity in, in my original phrasing I was thinking about my own personal example as I shared it but there, there's all these things that we just kind of we fumble through and deal with and work through and the reality is we're not all we are all sinners we're not all saints we're just the people that learn how to live and to control our own motions and our own reactions based on the way that we choose to respond to the things that make us angry and the things that make us sad and that that is the beautiful image of Fred Rogers so forevermore in the neg- that when I get the questions, hey, there's no way there was a person that good. There's no way that there was a person that outward thinking. The sort of the words of God talking about Job. I'm going to say, have you considered my man Fred Rogers? And a person who truly lived an existence that was about caring for kids and going out of his way to care for other people and it's a beautiful thing and it's a beautiful reality both on the front of the life of a very well respected and loved children's television host and definitely the reality that is loved by real and loved about our savior and our redeemer jesus christ deal with those things Man, when you find yourself on the side of the road screaming in the phone because you can't get people to understand what you need, uh, forgive yourself later on in the day. And it's amazing how freeing that forgiveness can become. It'll give you a chance to move forward and to continue to love in ways that we never even dreamed dreamed of possible. All right, gang. Well, that's Comets in Christ for this time. My name is Michael Davis. Have a good day.